What's happening, weirdos? You're probably wondering if this is like, is this a manic one? What's this vibe? What's the vibe? What's the vibe? Because there's different episodes. We're always the guests. It's always me and Val. Is it like really silly up top and then really deep? No, it's kind of (laughs) neither. Oh my God. It's just good. I think it's deep. Okay. Yeah, I think it's It's not overly deep. Yeah. But it's profound. It's not lofty, but it's profound. It was necessary. There's a story in here that really turned my week around and I was excited to share it with you guys. Very simple story, but I hope it means something to some of you because if it it means what it meant to me, to you, you will shit your pants. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we're glad you're here. Thank you for being a part of the show. And thank you to everybody that's been coming out to the shows. Monday at Largo was awesome. Yeah. And I am on the road. I'm going to be, we talk about this and the feelings about this. I'm going to be filming my special this weekend. Uh, so I'll see you guys in Minneapolis. And also there's more tour dates at PeteHolmes.com. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there are any pre-rolls. So there'll just be a couple ads in the middle. But let's let's go right into it. Mm-hmm. Valerie? Get into it. Tip of the tongue, Tongue. the teeth and the lips. I'm pretty sure I've started a podcast like this before. Yeah, but here we are, you know. Here we are doing it again. This is, I've been getting a lot of mileage out of that lately, which is, um, this is your life. This is your life. (laughs) This second. This second is your life. This very second. I do think it's funny that like, it's like a knife cutting through a big cake and it's just where it's just cutting. It's just there. But we keep looking back and being like, remember yesterday's cake? And (laughs) wondering about tomorrow's cake. Yeah. I guess it could freak you out. I mean, one of the things we do, but Leela has no concept of future, like very little concept of future. Yeah. And and it's hard to work with. (laughs) Yeah, no, exactly. But well, that's sort of, it's a little heartbreaking because I'm like, so we teach her this thing. I know. Because it's, easier for us mm-hmm. we go like get in the car because it's school and we're late i know so we teach her something that will help her be productive yeah i mean it i'll actually helps. go soft you gotta have food grain yeah, for would, winter and it helps with like society like i feel like this has been coming up in this phase of parenting lately where um, it's like uh, you know i feel like up until this point, we've been very like, preserve her magic. Let's try to learn from her more than she learns from us. <laughs> and we, it's it's and it's been great. And maybe the downside is that it's resulted in her sort of just being able to do uh, mostly what she wants. Like if she displays that her will is stronger than ours on the matter, then we give in. Yeah. Um, and now we're like, mm, also though, we have agreed to live in this community called Earth, dude. <laughs> like, right. live like live in a modern society. Please help us. And it is our job to help her know that. Even like, it's easier to give like benign examples. Like, she's like, "Why do we? Why do I have to wear clothes at school?" And I'm like, "It sort of is just it's something rude to be nude, dude. <laughs> it's, it's rude to be nude, dude. Unless you're in the mood, dude." <laughs> Unless everyone's in the mood, dude. But it's so exhausting being like, like, who's in the mood for nude? And you have to go to everyone. And you go, are you just saying that because the first 13 people said that they're in the mood for nude? And like, and it's coded. We're like, are we talking about nude right now? Or are we talking about like just being like clothed friends? (laughs) Oh my God. Okay, I've lost it. I wanted to say, um, clearly I'm feeling pretty pretty chill right now <laughs> which is nice like just that it. different style I mean, podcast what's excellent up excellent foam once again congratulations to me very good <laughs> very good mm. Mm. i mean the espresso needs work but i did i killed the foam and it's hard to make good foam with almond latte you guys it's with hard to latte? make foam <laughs> oh shit it's hard to make foam with almond latte <laughs> are you chat chipity <laughs> <laughs> Joe Mandy just posted this clip of him doing stand up and it's all written by Chat GPT and I think he, he either he's lying or it is a voice no it might I'm be sure, fake I'm sure he I don't yeah. know I don't know I don't know if the voice match stuff is there yet 
but he, he it's on his Instagram and he's performing stand up and I'm I'm also it's like it's very silly like you can be like he's like daylight savings time needs to go the way of the dodo and I can hear <laughs> all of us like laughing like oh, nice try ChatGPT mm-hmm. and also part of me is like the way of the dodo no, you're still on that. Oh. <laughs> I'm on the overall miracle that it did anything that it oh, did. Yes. It, like I'm over here going like, yeah, it didn't say like the way of the dodo needs the go the uh, daylight save time. I know. Are you no? What I, are you dodoing me? Like it's like daylight saving time needs to go the way of the dodo. I'm over here. I that's what I'm saying is you're over there like the way of the dodo like that's like crazy that it even knows that phrase yeah oh I I, you are hearing me yeah I just think it's so easy this snapshot I'm not criticizing Joe at all in fact I'm just you know go follow Joe Mandy it's hilarious but I'm also over here going like you know Eugene Merman does the same thing he's like I asked it to write me like a like a sassy comedy routine about cranberries in the style of a Boston comedian Mm. and it does it Mm-hmm. I just think we're in a really precious sort of, and I think it's going to be a little bit embarrassing. We're we're like talking about a blinking 12 on a VCR. Yeah. And we're also like, but the VCR plays movies in your house. You know right. what I mean? It's totally. like, like, which, it, I, and it might just be fear, but I read it and I'm like, this shit is wrong and it's right. Mm. And it's it's really easy to go like, look at how wrong it is. But I'm also like, yeah, it's kind of in the ballpark. And I've worked with a lot of writers where they give you, you know, I, I don't mean on my shows. I mean, like in shows I was writing on, you know, they would give you about the same sort of, you know, it's early in the morning. Sure. We're still warming up. And you yeah. say the way of the dodo. We all laugh. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not even trying to defend it. I'm just saying it's interesting that we have this impulse to like kind of ridicule it. Yeah. Like, you know, Duncan does the same thing. He's like, I asked AI to like make a tour poster for me. And it's like, of course, it's nightmarish. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, but it also, that's you. And right. it and has it your is. tour dates on it. I'm over here being like, no, I think fucking crazy. I think I'm, I think he would say it's crazy too. Yeah. And I bet Joe Mandy would too. I mean, I think we're enjoying the, you know, the early stages of this where it gets it kind of wrong. And that is funny right? because we also, it is confirming our humanity, which I think ultimately potentially it will like, even when it's very good and does a really great impression, Mm. there's a potential to be like, it, it might replace a lot of things and it, and who knows how long this process would take, but I do think we would get nostalgic for our own humanity and like the ways that we are different and nuanced and, oh yeah, you know what I mean? I, I actually, you're turning me, you've turned me I think. <laughs> because instead it's not really negative as much as it's like celebrating what's precious about the way that we like, yeah. why do we know that you wouldn't necessarily say, say the, the way, way of the, the dodo. dodo? It's so nuanced. But, and but it's what's crazy is there human development for sure. And what's even more confusing is that there's times when I would say the way of the dodo, mm-hmm. meaning I'm going to deliberately speak in an archaic sort of corny mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. because the joke was either too serious. Let's say it was yeah. so serious and I need to break the tension by saying the way of the dodo or... Yeah. It's in in tone with the joke because I'm talking about how out of touch I am, and then I say the way the joke, and then that's like exactly. confirming the promise. So there is a time to say the there. Way there the is, dodo. and the, the way and, of the dodo has not yet gone the way of the dodo. And there are, especially with humor and and music. Humor. I mean, art, all of art, really. But like, there are those things that it is like a subtle facial expression, mm. you know. That you're like we we laughed about it at uh, uh, on beef the other night where beef. it was like it cut to his brother like, and he made just the right facial expression and you're like that n- most we could never even really explain why that, that made that's us. That's really laugh. interesting. First of all, for those of you that are morning succession, yeah, Dad, it was the greatest fucking show. It really was. Uh, if you're mourning it, beef, I, might I recommend beef? <laughs> have you tried the beef? <laughs> and I, you know, a lot of shows on different networks tend to have a, have a flavor, the original mm-hmm. content of these networks. And this show could have been kind of, it's one of the highest compliments I think I could give it. It could be on any network. It's just like a piece of art. Yeah. 
It's so good. It's so well done, so well made, so well written, so well acted. But there's a moment where Ali Wong says another, it's mostly face. And she's just Mm -hmm. like, and it was just so surprising. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things that you and I, we didn't, if we weren't exhausted all the time, we would have played the acting game and been like, let's, let's just do that. Yeah. But I was thinking about why Ali is such a great actor. And I think it's, she's done a lot of work to get out of her own way, Mm. which is interesting. So this isn't really an AI conversation. It's just like, you can load all the theory in, you can mimic all the great actors that have been. But at the end of the day, like the main flavor, even if you're playing a pretty different character, mm-hmm. still going to have a lot of that person in it mm-hmm. because they're hopefully going into like almost like a trance. It really reminds me of primal fireside rituals with masks and dance and drum where people are trying to like remove their programming and get so real. Right. That's what Gary Shandling always used to say. His acting teacher said was, can you be brave enough to actually figure something out, actually learn something Mm -hmm. in front of the camera? So not just pretend that you're figuring it out, but like actually have a revelation. Wow. And that's what I see her doing like for real. Yeah. Because I'm watching and I'm like, look, I, I like my own acting. I'm a fan of my own. Of course, mm-hmm. it's meaning I'm, I'm hitting my own mark. Mm-hmm. But then there are people that are just kind of like moving the ball up field, mm. and especially in terms of comedians who are actors. And I'm just very impressed Ooh. by her. Yeah, it is. Bre- that, that kind of vulnerability and presence, I could see how it would take a lot of courage. And there's also just the factor <clears throat> of like, there are people that you just want to look at yeah. and it's not necessarily just because they're stunning. It's like the In fact, every stunning l- is one of the most boring reasons to want That's to look at right. somebody. That's right. But like I'm and this person I do find stunning, but in a different way. But I remember you saying that about Mae Martin in feel good that you're just like, yeah. you don't want to take your eyes off of them. And like, there's just there's people that have figured out like the subtlest yeah. and it tends to be the people who aren't doing anything with their face well, or at least they yeah, look no, like I have not. a lot of jealous let's I've had historically I've had mm-hmm. looking back in the cake I, at times I have had jealousy for what I consider to be effortlessly cool people mm-hmm. and they're all sort of robert redford's like to me may martin's a robert redford mm. brad pitt you and i have already discussed is robert redford yeah matt damon is sort of a robert redford there's just yeah. like a lot of fucking robert redford's going around <laughs> yeah. and it's not just that they're blonde you know they have jawline babes babes yeah uh there's just something i went to school i we've talked about nick before nick my friend nicky i call yeah. him nicky i think he goes by nick now but we knew him as nicky <laughs> And he was just this fucking great Gatsby motherfucker. And I always felt like the like suddenly I'm the narrator of the book. <laughs> like, 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 I thought I was the star. Uh, what was that guy's name? Yeah. See, we can't even remember. Halliday? No, he's Harrowing? like... <laughs> Harrowing? No. Herringbone? I can't believe I can't remember. It's just because you're saying teacher. all these other names. Because I definitely... People are screaming it at the radios that are also playing while I'm this gonna, podcast is I'm going to be able to think of it by the end of this. I'm glad to know you'll be divided. Jesus Christ. I'm just kidding. But I, I, uh, although, you know, it's funny. I've also been trying to, I'm in an abundant place, even though today I'm feeling kind of like I was just under the weighted blanket for 30 minutes, just kind of like resting Mm. like an old person. Mm -hmm. Like just, I wasn't even trying to sleep. I was just like, I'm just going to rest. First of all, highly recommend it was great. It was restorative. Hey, you guys rest. <laughs> no, I know. But I, I feel like we go for the nap or mm-hmm. we go for like an early bed or, or we go for, I don't, or meditate. Yeah. This was just resting. Mm-hmm. It was zero effort, no wrong way to eat a Reese's. And I loved it. Mm-hmm. So today I'm feeling like a little bit, you know, hobbity, like I'm buried in the earth and I love it. I'm having a great day. But I've also kind of been easing up on this idea that I am not a May Martin or I'm not, you know, interesting. And it's, it's in large part because like I've been running my hour and I'm filming it this weekend. (laughs) In two days. In two days. And it's been so fun to get this support. We have this community now. We've been getting support from our friends. Mm -hmm. People came out to the show 
um, name drop, but uh, Zach Braff came with uh, Bill Lawrence, and that was a big deal, and they were very nice about it. In the brag bag, but okay. I'm in the brag bag. <laughs> I am. Mm-hmm. But that that's meaningful to me. Those are two people that I admire. Of course it is. But the, the, the more than the name drop, the point is it, start, it was starting to get through. I was like, oh, yeah, I, I have my own thing. I'm not, it's not Mae Martin's thing. It's not Robert Redford's thing. Yeah. It's just my own thing. Yes. And that's okay. But, and I'm actually broadening that out to say everybody has their thing. Yeah. And this is going to sound maybe silly, but speaking of Robert Redford, he directed Bagger Vance and Matt Damon is in Bagger Vance, Mm -hmm. the legend of, (laughs) if you don't know. Mm -hmm. And I was in the mood for nude. I had to check everybody, but I watched, I wanted a nineties movie. Like one mm-hmm. of those, not just a modernist, like it's classic. Yeah. It's, it's like these values are good and they work, <laughs> yes. you know, not yep. like the hero dies. <laughs> like just like right. a real. The hero's kind of, we don't know why he <laughs> yeah. just murders that yeah. bunny in the middle of the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, there's just like a weird. <laughs> there's like a repression, but and <laughs> he's... then he's good for the, re- I guess he's good. <laughs> yeah, but he's a secret, you know, he's huffing glue all the time. Yeah. But they don't address it. Yeah. It's not like that. It's motherfucking 90s. I know, I love it. And look, Bagger Vance, I think it's a great, I think it's a great movie. I've never seen. I would rewatch it with you. I would love to. There's there's some ham bone to it just because it's, you know, meaning it's earnest. Mm-hmm. But it is that sort of like thing for someone who can get so flighty and so like this is an illusion and only God exists. It's beautiful to have this movie where it's like everybody has their authentic swing. That's mm-hmm. what Bagger Vance teaches Matt Damon. Yeah. And he and he keeps they talk about golf. This is maybe corny. I, I guess I don't care. It's it it touches a place in me. It's like golf is a game that only can be played. It can't be won or lost. You can just play it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's fucking beautiful. Yeah. And you're just competing against yourself. And they make the point that like golf is the only game that you can call a penalty on yourself. Oh, wow. Which is... I won't ruin it because you haven't seen it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ultimately what he does. (laughs) Yeah, it is ultimately what he does. I don't think that would ruin it. It's not that kind of movie. Yeah, no. I don't think you watch it for the spoilers. As soon as they said golf is the kind of thing you can call a penalty on yourself, I would be like, this is a 90s movie. That's how it is. That's what's going to happen. But that's when he knows. That's when he knows he's like grown. Mm -hmm. But there's just something about own like watching that movie as corny as it may sound made me remember like yeah just play your game yeah just play your game like i swing the club like pete mm-hmm. pete holmes and yeah. i talk like pete holmes yeah. and i'm as interesting as pete holmes is and i'm as uninteresting as pete holmes is and that even that combination mm. of interesting and uninteresting is so unique to me it's like a thumbprint <clears throat> This is ex- that even that is interesting. <laughs> Absolutely. And and you've been living with it your entire life, but most people have never seen it. So it's the right. it's incredibly right. interesting. Right. <laughs> That's the advice you gave me when I like cried after we saw Ladybird because I was for so many reasons. I yeah. was just but and I and I've said before like I'm like I don't think I could ever find like the most interesting way to say something like a Greta Gerwig would or you know Mm. and you're like yeah but that's just how she talks and how you talk is unique to you and it's interesting to other people well and the way you talk and think happens to be deeply compelling I think that's not just thank you that's not just an off the rack for anybody but I mean but I would also say off the rack for anybody. Yeah. You have, but that's what I mean there, but you need to find it. Right. There's like an efforting to finding it's, it's like the spiritual path too. There's like this unlearning Mm. you've learned from watching other things, like what is interesting, what is good. And, but Mm. there is something that is like written in you. It's your, it's your ancestors. It's your physiology. It's your, uh, you know, it's your biology. It's all these different things at yeah. play and, and green lighting it. Yeah. And then, and sometimes you need, you know, these teachers that, that, that come along and just encourage you to do your thing. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to say you brought up. So I, when I did my hour at Largo this week on Monday, I I realized I've been getting in a, in a little bit of a rut where I'm like, and we've talked about this before, where I'm going up hoping to like murder. What? <laughs> Our dog is just 
out the front door on his way over to the neighbors. He'll be fine. Yeah, I can, we can probably leave him. He'll come back, right? Yeah, I think he does it all the time. Okay. He Do visit, you want to go get him? He visits the horses across the street. Um, I just don't, yeah, I do kind of want to get him. I'm sorry. Don't forget what you were saying. I will. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I won't. All right. We found him. Um, <laughs> he's right here. Who cares? <laughs> uh, I, I wasn't too worried about it, but we, we found the dog. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'm I not know. doing an anti-dog joke. No, no. He does often he come back escapes. or the neighbors call, but it just was a lot. It took me a long time to find him last time. So I just went, needed to take care of it. I understand. Anyway, really, I, I thought about it. I was about to say, like, you know, I did my set. And I was trying to get high from it. And I, I, I'm going to jump over those points. There's two points I wanted to make. One was, and this, I was really excited. This happened this morning to share this with everybody. And, to, and I already shared it with you, but I'll share it a little bit more detail. Um, one was, I really feel like, and we've covered this maybe before, but like so much of my life is so much of my job is to not be nervous about things that I am nervous about. Like I, mm. like, of course I'm a little bit on edge about filming something that I've been working on for so many years and yeah. like getting it right or whatever. And even as I say that, that's like, ugh, I, I want to shake off the idea of getting it right. Yeah, I want to like, but what I'm talking sure. about is like, I was so in my head and I was really losing my heart. Mm. And you and I, there are other episodes of this podcast where I'm like, I figured it out. The key to stand up isn't the words. I should listen to Father Greg Boyle's book before mm -hmm. I go on stage. And I was doing that for a while and it was really helping because mm. it makes you fall in love with each other <clears throat> right and realize how we're all kind of holding each other up and yeah reconnecting me to the beauty of stand-up and, and the potential to delight people that might be having a hard day or a hard life and yeah. and give them that uh time to of joy and and yep. to share in it with them um but here's the story that that is actually some of the perspective i got from what happened but I woke up this morning, I've, I've been doing sets and, and there's just, meaning stand up, and there was just like a little bit of disconnect. The shows were fine. Not Monday. Monday at Largo was great. But I've been doing spots since then. Mm -hmm. And I just noticed like, I was like, what is going on? Like, I'm just rehearsing. It's like a different energy. Right. I'm not going up and doing shows. I'm like running material. And it started to get a little joyless and a little dry. And I, I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. And I woke up this morning and I felt really low. Mm. It was like 6.15. So I sort of woke up with like a little bit of juice, a little bit of anxiety. <laughs> yeah. And I I didn't know what to do. And I remember you had just told me that your doctor or your, your Chinese herbalist was like, hey, if you think you're getting sick, don't exercise mm -hmm. and all this stuff. And I was like, are they kind of <laughs> soft? Because <laughs> they were like, stop exercising for two weeks if you're yeah. sick. And, and he did. And then he three did. weeks after when you're sick. And I was like, mm. yeah. So I woke up and I didn't, I clearly didn't want to exercise. Mm -hmm. And I was stuck in this rut of like looking at my set list, looking at my notes and running these jokes. And and the point of the story is that I heard your voice. I, I was like, I, normally I, I would walk on the treadmill on on a Thursday and instead I got outside. Like I went outside. Mm. I was like, wait a minute, I live in this beautiful place. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to walk for 30 minutes outside. Mm -hmm. And that was... A, an incredible idea. You pointed out afterwards that it was it was also novel. Right. I was sort of we joke about breaking the matrix, mm -hmm. but just that little decision suddenly yeah. the the garage where the treadmill is it's a nice garage it's light filled and not, but it seemed like a dungeon and I was like I can't do it. Yeah. And it's a gloomy day here, but I started walking uphill here. Yeah. And I immediately, the clean air and smelling flowers and, and seeing neighbors and even mm -hmm. seeing cars, you know, you have to move over, a car goes by, but you're still seeing like other people kind of yeah, out and about, out. Like, yeah. like busy town, you know, like, yep. oh, there's a carpenter <laughs> and there's a landscaper and whatever it is. Yeah. I got to the top of the hill. And again, I just sort of, as we always say, I had remembered that there was a world and that it's not all about me. 
Mm. Like there are these things that are bigger than me, literally trees that are bigger than me, mountains that are bigger than me, yeah. other people's lives that have nothing to do with me, yeah. that are just kind of going. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. And I'm informing those lives in these really imperceptible ways. These people I'll never meet. I don't mean with my influence or my art or anything. I just no. mean by exhaling, I'm yeah, contributing yeah. to them. Yeah, yeah. By inhaling, I'm contributing. Mm-hmm. Like just by going on this walk by talking about the story. Yeah. But I got to the top and then I started walking back. And of course, I just felt immediately much better. It was very gentle. I wouldn't have even considered it exercise as much as a saunter. Mm. And as I was walking, I had this like um, dimensional memory, meaning when we lived in LA, I would go on these hikes and I would always listen to Ramdas. I, I listened to dozens of hours of Ramdas just going on walks. And I, that actually became the practice as I would want to go on a walk because I was actually craving mm. my, my brother, my friend. Mm. And I haven't listened to Ramdas in a long time. It's probably why he doesn't come up on the podcast as much. Yeah. But just like the story in my book, there's a story in my book where I was in a rut during the second season of Crashing, and I heard a voice that said, I, I think you like listening. I seem to remember you like listening to Ram Dass. Mm-hmm. I heard the exact same voice. Mm. So here I am sort of in this oatmeal reality. Yeah. Just a little thick, <laughs> treading water, just a little bit. Nothing's wrong. In fact, a lot is right. But it still feels a little heavy. Mm-hmm. I take out Experiments in Truth, which is an audio series. You can get it on iTunes. Uh, but it's him giving talks and it's about 12 hours long mm. and of all in the middle of track six or seven or something there's like 10 minutes left in the lecture i hit play on a random spot in this lecture and he's talking about worrying about the future in that that moment he's going mm. like people ask me about the future like is this the armageddon or is this the day age of aquarius like mm. it, which what is happening is this uh-huh. the end of the world or is, are we enter, entering into abundance? And he says, what did he say? He says, <laughs> I say to people what Ramana Maharshi said, which is, why are you worried about the future? You're not even being present right now. Yeah. And I was I could cry. I was like, jeez, I'm crow. I was like, <laughs> that's so right. Yeah. I was sending so much of myself onto the stage on Saturday night. I don't mean visual visualizing doing well, that's all good. I don't yeah. mean rehearsing or, or, or getting good at my craft. I just mean I was already there. I was already right. like projecting. So, so I was like a shell. Yeah. Like I was all in the future. And this future, by the way, I don't even, I don't even, I have never performed in this room before. I don't even know what it'll look like. And I just wasn't being present. Yeah. And he talks about in the same moment, he's like, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. Mm. There could be, he actually says this, he goes, they could drop a bomb on Chicago and we'll all live in like a nuclear winter and we'll be diseased and <laughs> famished for years. Or we could go into a time of abundance. Like let's say yeah. AI does work out really gangbusters and there's a universal <laughs> income yeah. and there's food for all and everything. And then he goes, that's my example, but he says we could go into abundance and then we'd have to deal with the the burden of that. Yeah. Having while others have not and, and how that feels. Yeah. And he just reminded me, he's like, your job is to be present with whatever's happening. He told the story of Emmanuel, this this person he, they, they used to channel and talk to Ram Dass, that said, you're in school, take the curriculum. Yeah. And he was like, your job is to stay with and work with anything that's happening yeah. And I yeah. was like, it just, I know it sounds so maybe basic, but it was like, I just have to be in this chair with you. That's right. And I just have to one foot in front of the other. And as soon as I did that, I started to think about all those people in those cars and all those people in those houses that I was walking by mm. and all those people that will be in the audience. So I, I am still thinking about the future, but in a different way, yeah. how we're all kind of in this together and and how there's something more beautiful and precious happening than just what my head is telling me which is get the words right we're recording this get the words right right and then it became like 
get it right or wrong, just connect right, and be present. Yeah. And I was like, I lost it. He even says that though. He goes, we forget and we remember, we forget and we remember. And he goes, that's how it goes. If you didn't forget in the first place, you would have never taken incarnation, which by the way is very mm-hmm. coarse. But he's like, you're here to remember. Right. And the forgetting charges the remembering. That's right. He's, and, and <clears throat> That's the dance we're doing. He also, last thing, he, he talks about being a, ren- a renunciate, so many things when he first found his spiritual practice was renunciation. And he was mm-hmm. like, I would live in the mountains. I'd live in an ashram and cities brought me down and, mm-hmm. and people brought me down. And he's like, up until 1973, he said, if someone asked me, like, I live in a cave, what should I do? He'd be like, well, do breathing and do this and do that. And now he says, uh, go live in the city. Mm-hmm. And as I'm doing this, I'm passing someone with a leaf blower. And I'm like, that's your... That's your teacher right now is yeah. just accepting this. Your teacher is accepting being a little bit nervous about a big thing this weekend. Your right. teacher is whatever's in front of you. Right. It's really, really powerful. I know. God, isn't it incredible how profound just the the with the capital T lesson of presence is? And it is always the answer and for as lofty and as like theoretical and philosophical as we can get on this podcast and in our lives Mm. that really is all we're saying (laughs) like that's the only like it's why i totally focused dialed in on that yeah exactly and after all of the studying and and experiences and everything it was like it actually is just about now (laughs) And I mean, it's, I, I guess I just am a little bit worried that that sounds too basic, but I was really suffering. And yeah. as soon as I heard his voice just kind of being like, oh, th- I didn't even say the main thing. He goes, yeah, bomb could drop on Chicago or mm-hmm. this could happen or this could happen. And he goes, the best way to prepare for the future is by being present in yeah. the now. That's right. And he goes, it doesn't make any sense. You think you have to like scheme and plot and plan. There's times for that, you know. Yeah. I I buy little ready things and earthquake food and all that stuff. But like, he's right. He goes, if Mm -hmm. you find out the world is going to end in 10 seconds, he's like, what are you going to do? Go to the toilet? You're going to pray? Yeah. You're going to like try to have sex real fast? Yeah, yeah. And it was like, actually, it's like. Actually, that's as long as it usually takes. (laughs) That is so funny. <laughs> Sorry. You are truly a gift. <laughs> You're truly a gift to me. No, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It sounds like I'm furious. You are truly a gift to me. Um, right. No, but you were saying actually you would. Well, you he would doesn't answer that question, but yeah, I do think it's, it's like just always just be present. Yeah, yeah. Because it's all right here and it is the i know we've said this on the podcast but it is the eckhart tolle thing of like instead of living in time and every once in a while visiting presence you practice presence to work up to the inverse where you are living in presence and then every once in a while you're buying earthquake food and visiting time for a moment yeah and then you come back to it and it is such a relief when when we're when we've got like a big thing on our calendar and mm. you're you're stressing about it and living in that to just remember oh actually it's it actually is just this and, and when you're there yeah. it will be just that that's <laughs> right know, it'll be just this and the timing of it was just so overwhelming to me cuz i could have gone into this weekend before i remembered and now yeah. instead of being on the flight and listening to my set Mm. Which I know. You know, yeah. It's just this like weird fear response. Like I have to fight the audience. Like I have to, don't let them fuck up my hour. I'm going to do my hour. And now I'm like, these precious, you know, I'll say it. I'm going to say it. Cocks. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, these precious souls are are here and now with me. And we're going to record a time of, of togetherness. That's right. And well, it'll be great. But uh, yeah, that's all. That's well, all. I'm just so grateful that that clicked. And that's why I couldn't wait to share it. Because some somebody listening is like, I've been in the oatmeal. Right. Ramdas even talks about that in that same talk. He goes like, sometimes I'm with love and light people and, and mm-hmm. I'm just in the air. Mm-hmm. Everything's flow. 
and it's yeah. just joy and it's effortless and it's present and it's it's just unfolding and you know like hippies yeah. yep uh-huh. <laughs> dancing hippies and you know we do that yeah we just this week just had friends over we just bought some veggie dogs and hot dogs mm. and put them on sticks and because we were like we have an outdoor fireplace why don't we just cook hot dogs yeah and it was like a eight dollar party <laughs> and it was epic i don't it think any of us will ever forget it so fun yeah. and so simple kids are dropping hot dogs brody's honking them down <laughs> i'm eating uh, fucking it's, it was great yeah all the kids are naked in the hot tub and we're yes. like sitting the parents are sitting around the fire literally crying because we love each other me and jen yeah yeah yeah, we're yeah. just looking at each other and crying because we love each other so much it was so special and that is that is that place. That's air. Yeah. And then he goes, and then somebody will come up to me who thinks this is all real. Again, very coarse. Mm. He's like, he thinks this is all real and takes it very seriously, very heavy. And then he says something heavy mm. and real. Mm. And I believe him. Ramdas says, and I believe him. And now it's like diving from the air to the water. <laughs> it's like you're in a thicker Yeah, thing. or the mud. And that's how, that's where I think I got the oatmeal thing. That makes sense. But I couldn't wait to share it. It's just like, again, Bagger Vance, sometimes you just need another reason why Bagger Vance, (laughs) the episode where Pete (laughs) talks about Bagger Vance. But that's why that's so meaningful to me is these teachers are like caddies Mm -hmm. and there's an inner teacher as well. There's just a presence, the, your highest self or the part of you that's divine that is just kind of gently letting you fuck up sometimes because yeah. that's what you need uh you not doesn't just make everything go your way that's a cheap story it's not mm. a true story true story is things go really bad and then mm. this and that then eventually you kind of listen to them mm-hmm. and they take that final step with you yeah just gorgeous mm. and you know i really can't overstate just how much it turned me around this morning. Well, this the real when you like strip it all down, the real significant the shift the significant shift is a message that everyone can relate to, which is this is something that we do on the reg where your brain, the stakes were high. So it was all turned up, but we do this, you know, just like with everything, with everything. But your brain was like, the stakes are so high. I am taking over. I cannot trust this audience. I can't trust life. I can only trust my, like. I have to do it. I have to do everything. If you want something done right, do it yourself. It was trying to control everything. So it was obsessive about practicing, about having the set list, about changing the set list, about moving it over. Well, thi- don't if even I think get me about started. this, yeah. it's like, if I think about this enough, that's the only way that we have a shot that this will go yeah. well. And that's where you get the me versus the audience thing because those they are wild cards and brain does not want that. And they should just do they, what they're told. Yeah. And if at any point they so when you're doing stand up from that perspective, it's like if at any point somebody goes rogue yeah. uh, and, and reveals that they will not be controlled that like they're about to get the wrath of right. your brain trying to control. And you did the accurate shift that we, again, we should all be doing daily no in my perspective, yeah. which is moving from your head into your heart, into your body, into the moment. And what that means, because Ramdas in a very heady way defines what the heart is. And it's this like boundless accept, accepting of mm-hmm. reality. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not just heart. It doesn't just mean like a warm feeling in your chest. Oh yeah. It's a different approach. It's yeah. a different, it's a big yes to everything. Yeah. And look, as you were saying that, I think I had a healthy dose of like, make no mistake, I'm going to control the show. Like right. that's my job. Yeah. Like I'm not there to take questions or, you know, sure. <laughs> allow for like somebody did something during my set last night and, and I like addressed it. I was like, I saw you do that. I don't know if it helped, you know, like, like that yeah, sort yeah. of thing. But that doesn't mean you can't do both at the same time. Like it's, it's head, it's head and heart, but like yeah. there's something, I don't know. It was just, it was very powerful. We should, we should go to the mid rolls. You have more on this? Nope. Go for it. And what I have you, to cough during the <coughs> mid-rolls. No, that's a little, a little cough. Uh, okay. Sorry, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. So I cough. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay, we'll be, we'll be back in literally two minutes. 
This episode, guys, very appropriately is brought to us by our friends at BetterHelp. As you can see, getting to know yourself is a process. It takes help. It takes guidance. It takes mentorship. It takes expertise. And as you can tell from this conversation, talk therapy is more powerful than the sum of its parts. It seems like you're just chatting with somebody, but when that somebody is a trained professional, they have a way of guiding you and helping you through some of the biggest toughest stuff in life. Like before I went to therapy to see Dr. Gary Penn, as you're listening to, I didn't know what codependency was or how to end a relationship in a healthy way as we're discussing or set up boundaries with my family, with friends even. It's tricky stuff. And that's what therapy is all about. Deepening your self-awareness and your understanding and equipping you with those life skills that literally make your life better and more easy to navigate. Because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk things through. And BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Because the more you know about yourself, the more easily you can maneuver through life with less suffering and more clarity for relationships, grief, loss, anxiety, you name it. Talking about it with a professional helps. As you can hear, it makes a difference. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, I think that's wonderful. Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, so you can dial it in just right with the right person. Discover your potential with BetterHelp Visit betterhelp.com slash weirdo today to get 10% off your first month. That's better, H-E-L-P, betterhelp.com slash weirdo. Also in my arsenal for anxiety and overwhelm, I'm holding it up for the video, I'm shaking it for the audio. These are PYM Chews, prepare your mind. They taste amazing, they're sugar-free, I love it. They help you manage feelings of stress, anxiety, and overwhelm. If you're like me, you might be a little bit skeptical about a tasty little citrus-flavored chew that can help with those things. But when I first tried PYM Chews, no joke, not reading a script here, it made me feel so calm and confident and locked into my body in a cozy and good way. I subscribed immediately and got subscriptions from my mother and my brother. I was like, look, we're all wired the same. We need help. It's wonderful when you're feeling worried stressed out, or you just have that bee in your belly that won't settle down. You just chew two of these delicious, naturally flavored, no sugar added chews, and in minutes, you start to feel more centered, calm, and in control. I like to take it at the start of my day to ease me into whatever I'm about to do. Sometimes I can't face my inbox, take some PYM chews, gets me in that flow, or I take them at the end of the day to wind down and let go of the stress that I accrued, accrued during my activity. How does it work? PYM chews are comprised of proven amino acid complexes and adaptogens that help support your brain and your body's ability to organically support and manage and tolerate stress, anxiety, and overwhelm. So these are proven compounds that can help your body do what it is designed to do. I take it along every day with their Mood Magnesium, over like 75% are deficient in magnesium, and their Mood Magnesium includes three magnesiums with the most evidence to support their effects on stress and sleep. Very effective in helping you fall asleep fast and stay asleep through the night. And a percentage of all of their profits, 1%, goes towards mental health nonprofits, including the great one, Bring Change to Mind. So help your body and your mind fight off stress, anxiety, and overwhelm. And added bonus, sleep more deeply with PYM. Seriously a game changer. Go to youcanpym.com slash weird and use promo code weird for 15% off. That's youcanpym.com slash weird. Weird promo code weird for fifteen percent off. We're back. I keep thinking I'm over this cough, and then it's been rough. I have a just a little fit every day, a cough fit every day. I want to say because this is in Steve Martin's book too, where he's like when he had to do the Hollywood Bowl or something, he just <laughs> knew he wouldn't get sick. Oh yeah. And you've been sick, and mm-hmm. Leela's been sick, and Leela's friends have been sick, and I'm over here not sick. Yeah. But not only not sick, just kind of like very certain I won't get sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is a weird phenomenon. Yeah. Like it's almost like in the <clears throat> vein of placebo phenomenon. It's like what 
Sometimes I catch myself thinking about illness, like getting a cold. Yeah. Or even like something tragic happening. Yeah. And I catch my ego in this really embarrassing moment where it's like, it immediately will think about the specialness Mm. that you would get from that. Oh, sure. It's like, if I, I'll give you an example. If you got me sick and I I would have this feeling, well, I'm taping my special on Saturday. If you get me sick, I would be able to say you got me sick the weekend of my special. And I love you. (laughs) Right. And it's still, that's why it's, I think it's helpful to distance yourself from your ego, your true self from your ego and just go like, it's doing shit that I don't condone. Agree with. I don't yeah, agree yeah. with it. Right. That's like a huge. <laughs> yeah. That's very unlike you. Well, that's what I mean. But that's yeah. what's helpful in just kind of identifying this sort of rascal. Yeah. Because I, I almost like maybe I'm, I don't know, maybe this is nuts. But sometimes I, I see those moments as like, will you uh, sign off on this? Mm. would like to get you sick so you can have that juicy moment. It's like making a deal with me. Yeah, yeah, Do you want to? Because we could kind of, I don't necessarily think this is literally happening, but it feels there's something true about signing off on, like, I will get a cold. Because what's going on, like, really, we don't know. It could just be adrenaline. Maybe adrenaline just wards off disease. But if that were true, it would be injecting people (laughs) with adrenaline if they really couldn't. Man, maybe we do. I don't know. Yeah. But, like, I have this thing, and I'm pretty sure when I am done filming it, I'm going to explode. I'm going to turn into a pile of ash and I'll have a nice cold for three years. Yeah, yeah. But it's weird. <laughs> it's weird that I that it's being warded off. Yeah. I I mean I do think there is something going on with that. I think that our yeah, again, maybe it is adrenaline, but it is that that like cliche of like anytime you are going and going and then you get a vacation, that's when you get sick. Yeah. Like your your body does and it would make sense. It it would be like we have to run from a tiger right now. I think that's what it is. I don't, I don't think you saw a lot of sniffles in world war (laughs) two. Yeah. You know what I mean? People were probably, or maybe you did. I don't know, but it seems to me if you're in fight flight, yeah, which is kind of where I am. It's like, it's not even safe to be sick. I think we're figuring it out in real time. I'm in like a, I always found it fascinating. There was that book, the, I forget what it was called, but the Gerson method. No, that's not it but they noticed the link between weight loss and like whether or not you felt safe. Yeah. Did remember? I think I've talked about this before. Weight loss into, oh. They had a really fat cat. This oh. is how he came about it. A very, very overweight. I know there, what is weight, but you know what I mean? Big, soft Garfield motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And they tried putting it on a diet and nothing would happen. And then one day the, the dog next door mm-hmm. that this cat would taunt mm-hmm. got loose and chased this cat up a tree and bit its leg. Yeah. And after that, the weight just fell off because the brain of the cat, his theory is, made the connection that I'm too slow. It's dangerous. Oh, and wow. It's, it's time to oh. say yes to this. Yeah, yeah. Is this that book that you read that I didn't like? No. Uh, that doesn't was, it that sound was, like it would be, though? I didn't like that book. I'm not even going to say the name <clears throat> of that book because yeah. I don't want people to buy it. But I bought a book on overeating, and that book was like, Hey, Peggy, like it was like, you have to talk to the part of you that wants to eat and be like, stay in your cage, pig. And I was like, yikes. Yikes. By the way, it turns out everything is everything, meaning it's not one thing. I've noticed that since we've moved out of the city and we have community now. Mm-hmm. It's just normal. We have people that we see every day, which we craved in LA. It was just so much harder. Yeah. Like we'd pick up Lila after school and the parents would want to play. Yeah. And would play in this like three foot by three foot patch of grass in front of an ice cream place. Yeah. It just didn't work. Yeah. Everybody had to find parking. It, it was just, I look back, I'm like, of course it didn't work. We were like in the middle of the internet. Yeah. Like, and where are you going to find refuge? Yeah. But here it's so easy. You just stay at the school. Yeah. Or you There's go to like the park. a meadow behind the school you they just run around in. And, and they, they, I've noticed that like you and I are in this like really positive place yeah. of exercise and, and our, our spiritual our spiritual practice but like <clears throat> health like real Ben Franklin early to bed early to rise shit routine yeah. work writing studying growing connecting 
And I, I keep thinking about that study with the rats and, and, you know, they gave them heroin and then they all got addicted to heroin and then they put them in another cage where there were, where there was community and mm. toys and mm. space. And I'm just like, it sometimes really breaks my heart. Wow. How, and what happened? Do you not know that study? No. I feel like I've talked about this a million times. Well, I don't always listen. <laughs> Hilarious. You are a gift to me. Um, well, That's what you say when you're mad, secretly mad. There's two cages. Mm-hmm. Both have heroin. One is... Uh, both it, have heroin? Both have heroin. Oh. There's heroin in the water mm. in a special bottle. Mm-hmm. Marked heroin, but they can't read it. Mm-hmm. And one of them, there's no space. <laughs> it's, it's overly crowded. There's mm. nothing to do mm. except do heroin. Mm. So, of course, they all do heroin. Mm-hmm. And then in the other one, they're... I think they took the heroin addicted rats and put them in another one. And this one, there was space and there, it was rat heaven. There were toys. There was things to do. I don't know what rats want, but whatever rats want. Cheese, I think. It's cheese. (laughs) But there were, I knew that there was also community. There was Uh connection. There was exercise. Wow. There was food. There was probably light, all these things. And the heroin was still there. And they really, uh, you know, th- their conclusion was that a lot of addiction, certainly not all of it, we don't have a mm-hmm. magic bullet for addiction. Mm-hmm. But they thought that this was the answer. Why is it that some, you know, grannies uh, break their hip and they get put on oxycodone, mm-hmm. cotton, mm-hmm. oxycotton, mm-hmm. and they don't get addicted? What's going on? Mm. And they thought that perhaps it's like community having all of these needs mm. met. I can't speak to that. That's yeah. not my study. You guys can Google that if you're interested. I know I watched an interesting uh, video on YouTube about it. Mm. But I can say for me, the more support I've been feeling, yeah, I've been un- uncovering these unconscious beliefs that I'm not supported. Mm. Nobody cares about me. Mm. I'm alone, mm. which is weird. Because yeah. I just, why? These are well, unfounded beliefs. Like you support me. We have a family. We have friends. But like, once you're enmeshed in a place mm. and it's summer camp, it's literally like they'll wonder where I am when I'm not at coffee. Yeah. Like that yeah. becomes yes. this great meaning making rod in the middle of your life is like Thursday's the farmer's market. Yeah. Like I know. they'll wonder why I'm not at the farmer's market. We're doing Sunday dinners sometimes. It's like, I, now I'm not doing shows on Sundays. I used to. Yeah. And now I, I swap to Friday or Saturday. Yeah. And it's like these things, mm. what is a community? It's like a lot of like agreed upon activities that recur. And seems he, to be a pretty basic <clears throat> definition of community. Right. We wash our clothes by the river is what it used to be. Mm. And now it's like, we go to the farmer's market on that day and yeah. that's when I drink a coconut and that's when I see my farmer's market friends. Yeah. It, it, it is, it just is everything to me. I'm realizing it is such an essential, an essential part of my well-being. Yeah. And there is something so comforting because if, if you think about it, for you, it's, I'm not, so it's, it's healing the wound of like, I'm not supported. For me, my wound as listeners of this podcast definitely are sick of hearing by now is I'm not safe or it is, it's like I, I am going to be untethered floating alone in space. Mm. And it's like, well, no, you're not because Jen and Ariella and Sam and Chris until and Ivana will will notice if you are. We saw Sam at coffee we were walking out and Sam was at his laptop Yeah, and he's like, yeah, they're working on my roof. And I was like, you should just work at our house. And I was like, I thought this was gone mm. because summer camp was always my favorite place. Yeah, I wanted like an effortless, naturally occurring community. I don't yeah. want to like make plans. I just want to see Sam and at the coffee then shop. Say Sam also yep. lives near our favorite sushi place. I just want to knock on his door after. So here's the hope though. Because I want to check our priv. We do live in a really beautiful, special place. But I'm also like, uh, I had, you know, and else I had this when I had a racquetball class. Mm. You have your dance class. These, yes. these are like little things. Yeah. Something to go to back to my own definition that I just came up with. It's like these agreed upon activities with people yeah. that you say, I'll see you here. So I'm like, you take a karate class. 
-hmm. Suddenly you have this community and it seems to imply that you might be less likely to be drawn to compulsive or addictive behaviors right? because this stuff we don't even know we need is hidden in other people. But I'm an introvert. I don't want to fucking throw down with everybody, but I will run into you at a coffee shop and just kind of casually bullshit for 30 seconds, two minutes, maybe. That's enough. That was enough. It gave me the hit. It made me come home. Like my walk this morning, seeing cars, Mm. seeing other people's houses. I go like, oh, right, I'm in a world. So I'm just saying like, this is not a, uh, you know, I don't want to make fun of goop. I actually like goop, but it's mm-hmm. not a, like a privileged goop level conversation. Oh, yeah. Anybody listening can find ways to be. That's why D- Dungeons and Dragons, a meditation group, a yoga class, these things yeah. are so I actually vital. think that it, it it's something, if there is a check your priv- privilege thing, it's like that we were privileged enough to have enough money to forget this basic fact to then remember it because i because i actually think we're back to money often isolates you and you because you don't need each other in the same way that's but then now you have a chef which is postmates you have a driver which is uber (laughs) and next thing you know when you don't need sunday dinners and you don't need a ride to the airport yeah you you have less people in yep. your lives where are your people where's the space for your people that's right and the the accountability part is what's so fascinating to me is 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 like we're not gonna let you pete like the community our friends i was just texting with a friend because she was like how do we celebrate pete's special on Mo- is there something we can do on monday that would be like fun for him it's like the community is saying we're not gonna let you have this big moment and not which is very it. weird for me. I've been slowly melting on that topic because comedians mm. are strategy and I think it's a fear-based strategy and there's nothing wrong with it. I've enjoyed the strategy. It's like, let's act like nothing is really happening. Yeah. Let's just act like it's normal. Don't really look at it. And that, yeah. that works to a certain extent. And I will say, I do get freaked out, as you know. Yeah. At coffee today, someone was like, you're special this weekend. And you were like... You help me sort of like deflect and move past it because yeah. I don't want that. But I right. would like to go get some ice cream when I'm done. Right. Exactly. <laughs> You'll want to celebrate with your friends. And, and, but I think there I'm is. I'm not making fun of that person, by the way. There, it was just a lot of energy. I just meant like, oh, special. Like it was yeah. like that. It was big. And I, and I get fucking freaked out. I'm sure. Like, but, I kind of don't want to talk about it right now. But there is, there's also an, a degree that you do have to. There is some discomfort and it's it's the actual discomfort of like opening your heart. Excuse me. <laughs> so like we had the same night as the hot dogs. We were having this dreamy night. And then Leela just she I we had let her stay up too late. And then all of a sudden she just it turns into a little stinker. And she's like jumping cannonballing in the hot tub even though her friend Vuka doesn't want to be splashed and she's not listening when I'm like stop doing that you're gonna have to get out and then like she's not sharing her toys and she's like just becoming a a nighttime monster and I'm not feeling great about how I'm parenting it Mm. because I'm also tired and then I'm like so vulnerable because I'm like our friends saw this ugly moment really like they saw her not being ideal they saw me not being ideal and i had to go yep and that is that sounds like something you would tell me by the way it's (laughs) like yeah and they're there when you're low too exactly that's right and like that is how you get looking across a fire and crying because you love each other so much you have to also be open to letting these people see not every part of you, not every, like letting them letting them see every part of you, not just the, like the polished parts. Right. It's, which is a slow process for me too. Yeah. And it can be, take as long as it takes. It's no rush, but, but that is, it's, it's so worth it. It's how you get, and it's like anything in life. Like it's a Brene Brown vulnerability is where, the juices kind of thing. Like you have to let yourself be vulnerable. So you have, you, you're learning like when it comes to this, it's like, you don't want to talk about your special because there is a vulnerability and you are nervous. And, and I'm not saying you have to 
learn to share that with them. It can be as simple as like, I kind of am in a space where I don't want to talk about it, but that vulnerability of being that honest and, um, I don't know. It just, I, now that I've, we've really found it, I'm just noticing how so many things click into place when I feel held by a community. I know. And I'm, and it's like, the joy of my life to get to share that with you. It's, you know, because our- you brought me back to summer camp. I'm telling you, I was a summer camp kid. Yeah, I believe it. And it would it. end and I would, I'd, I don't know if I would call it depressed, but I would be low. I was like, why can't I have that? Yeah. And you're right. I think money and success do isolate you from these very basic things. Yeah. And that's why I don't think it's, we've already said, but I don't think it's like a elite coastal conversation yeah in fact i I bet a lot of the world is going like yeah you know get your gold bars and hole up in a castle but it's it's better to be in a cul-de-sac where you know your neighbors or or an apartment building where you know your neighbors and some i guess it's just helpful to somebody like me we were i was just watching this thing about how the american narrative in modern movies and, and movies, old movies too, westerns and stuff, is like, you're the hero. There's one hero. Mm-hmm. Um, he can do it. He's good. He has to do something that's difficult. And sometimes he learns, and this just like chilled me, yeah. that sometimes you need help from other people. But it's yeah. sometimes. Mm. It's Lord of the Rings, mm. where I was, Legolas <laughs> kills 75 orcs, and then at the end, an orc is about to kill him, and uh, the lady elf shoots that orc. <laughs> with, but like, and sometimes you need help. Yeah. Maverick, Top Gun Maverick, he can do it, but occasionally he needs help from the other guy. Yeah. But it's really sparse. It's yeah. mo- and I see this with comedians. I, and I, it made me recognize that I'm living in a mythos. Like I'm mm. living in that mythology because that's sort of what I do. It's like go until you're broken mm. and then ask for help briefly. And then once they repair you, keep going until you're broken and repeat yeah. and you'll be there for them when they're broken. And this is how the whole thing works. But then there's summer camp. Wasn't that. Yeah. There were things that I shined. Like I, I was an outlier at my camp mm. in, in the way other people had their gifts, music or art or dance or whatever. Mm. I had my thing and, it's That's like when it. I it's when I was on uh, <clears throat> ketamine. I I don't think we talked about this, but it was one of the funniest things that's ever happened to me. Is I just really was noticing because we were talking. Mm. There were three of us, and we were talking, and I just noticed the exchange, like what social exchange is. Oh yeah, I've had this on on <laughs> weed before. Very different. Shouldn't even compare them. But I, one time, remember with uh, Matt and Corinne, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, "There's a bar, like a like a it's a full yellow bar, like a health bar." <clears throat> and when you're sitting and you're just listening, the bar is dwindling and getting red. And if it goes too long, like if you haven't said something oh. in too long, it starts to get weird. This is the most stoned. It's making me it feel is. stoned just to say that. <clears throat> Meaning totally you can is. sit quietly for a couple minutes, but you should at least say, yeah, totally. Just to show <laughs> that you're there. And yeah. then the bar refills. Yeah, yeah. But if it goes to zero, then it starts going into the negative, And now you're in the danger zone <laughs> of being like a weirdo at this party. <laughs> So you have to like chime in. But on ketamine, it was very different. It was like, when I'm talking, you have it. Yeah. You, Val, are having it. You're giving I'm giving and you're receiving. And I'm having. Whatever you're saying, I'm having it. You're the receiver. Yeah. And you define the giver. Mm-hmm. You know, why is it weird to like talk to yourself? It's like, who's receiving that? What a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. So the funny moment was <laughs> who's receiving that? one of the people in, in the session was not, hadn't talked in a while. Mm. And I noticed that and I was like, you haven't talked in a while. You talk and we'll have it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like that was one of the funniest things. Yeah. It also of the night, just like this, like 
it was talking about something that doesn't even really need to be talked spoken about. Right. But I was noticing like, we'll have you now. Yes. We'll have it. Go you, ahead. We'll you, have you. Yeah. That's you what, go and we'll have it. You go and we'll have it's it. It's so funny too, because being the only person not on ketamine in that room, there was a whole other layer that was happening, which is you chose the moment. <clears throat> what happened was you were taught you were giving for a lot. A, maybe yeah. not too much, but like with, with our other friend and you kind of had probably created this whole other world where you were you just, you guys were talking. Yeah. And then the, the, the other friend, the quiet friend was like, is the bathroom this way? And you like became totally aware of him and yes. you were like, now you go and we'll have it. You go and we'll have it. And he's like, you want me to go? And he yes. was like, you go and we'll have it. And he's like, okay, I'll go. And he like went to the bathroom. Yeah, oh boy. He thought that you might is go. Funny. I remember that because that was when we were basically, we were in a bubble. It felt like there was a large amber colored co contact lens, like a shield over me and my friend, this mm. bubble of a reality. I think we already talked about it, but it, we were like sell ketamine to the PepsiCo. Oh yeah, talking yeah. To the boardroom. Yeah, yeah. We like pretty ladies. What if all of reality was a long pretty lady? <laughs> and we just thought that was so funny. And then I saw my friend, and I was like, "All right, you go. We'll have it. We'll we'll be the haver." Yeah, it's just one of those there's givers and there's takers, and it was like we'll joyfully be your taker. Yes, it was really really special. I well, love it. Well, we sure did it. We sure we? did it, and I'm glad we did. Oh, you know what? <laughs> I think what broke my brain. Mm. about uh, the Gatsby not knowing his name is I'm pretty positive his name is Nick. <laughs> Nick? And you, this started because you were like, my friend Nick was a real great Gatsby and I oh was my the God. other guy. And uh, I Are can't remember his last name. I'm looking it up. Yeah, Nick Carraway. I was just going to say Carraway. I was I couldn't think of the the last name cuz I kept thinking Hathaway. And I was like it's not Hathaway. And Callaway is a type of golf club. Right. <laughs> so that's I should have I I should have thought of it because we were already talking about a Nick and I should have been like the other guy's name is Nick. But I just was like I did think that and then I was like no, you just heard Nick. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was just for me. I loved it. Yeah. <clears throat> Your little feet. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. This was special. Thanks for being here. And keep it crispy. <laughs> <laughs>